What are you doing? There's enough bag in there to send us all to Jesus. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die comfortable. to a very long overdue episode of Top Shelf Oscar's Best Picture podcast. We're, <laughs> we're sorry. We're super embarrassed with how long this took us to See, here's the thing. So this week um Jeff and TC released their 40th episode of the Disney podcast, which is also their anniversary of their first year doing our pod of their podcast. We just hit episode eight. We've done that many? Yes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, we we're really bad. I apologize. So We have good intentions, and then those good intentions get foiled by plans over the weekends, and us being so busy that by the time Sunday rolls around that we don't want to record, and yeah. we kind of just suck at life. So, we get, we're sorry. we'll figure it we're out. We're going to try and be better. We're going to get on a better schedule. And try is the opposite. Get this the, the Not the opposite word. What's the word? So, opposite of what? No, 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 that's not the word I was looking for. Try is the optim, optimum word. In that. I... Okay, yeah. anyway, anyway, what movie did we watch? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we watched the winner of the 2009 ceremony. Yes. The Hurt Locker that came out in 2008. Yes. Yes. And... What? Just oh, to okay. clarify, during the, the Iraq War, a sergeant recently assigned to the Army Bomb Squad is put to odds with his squad and makes... Due to his maverick way of handling his work. Yes. Directed by... Directed. Directed. Directed by Catherine Bigelow. Um, this was her first feature-length film? I believe so. Um, yeah. Uh, 7.8 oh. out of 10 on IMDb and a 94 meth score. Yeah. Starring Jeremy Renner, Anthony Mackie, Guy Pierce, Ray Fiennes, Evangeline Lilly... And those are the big names that you're going to know. Most, there are many other people in Most of those, yeah. Well, and what's I'll, funny is a lot of those are in the movie for like five minutes. Yeah. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. So. Winner of six Oscars, including Best Picture. Yes. Yes. So, do you want to talk about this right away? I do. I do want to talk about it right away. Mostly because I was not looking forward to watching this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Like, even a little. Because I... I've seen this movie before, yes. but you hadn't seen this movie at all. I had not seen this movie. And I don't know if it... Because I don't dislike war movies. I don't know if it's too modern of a war film, and that's why I didn't want to... They tend to get... How do I best describe it? They tend to get very political heavy. Yes. And this one is not... No. So much. It just really shows you what go what was going on. And that's it. This film does a really good job, and I usually talk about this. This film does a really good job of showing war from a soldier's perspective. Yes. Without it being... Dramatized or anything. Or inserting politics into it. Yeah. It's just like, here's a bunch of guys. Here's, here's what these people have to do on a daily basis yeah. to keep our country and other countries safe. Yeah, so most of this movie takes place over, like, what What would you say? Like, 
It was. I'm it was not sure. Towards, I can't. I think it was like the last month. Of their deployment. Of their deployment for Bravo Company. Yes. So you kind of follow. So the the whole movie, you just kind of follow this whole situation and Jeremy Renner's character. Uh, William James. Yes. Staff William, Sergeant William James. James. Um, you could have asked. I have IMDb open on my yes. iPad. You could have asked me. It's right here. No. 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 Too, no. Too much must work. make it difficult. No, it's too much. <laughs> too much work. Um, it kind of follows his his experiences coming into um, into the new company um, and just kind of. Like we said at the beginning, kind of having these roguish ideas about things, and most of his, most of the his team that he's working with, don't really like him. No, in the beginning. not so much. Um, well, he's kind of a dick. A little, a little bit, but at the same time, he's the type of guy that gets the job done. I would just like to say that before we watch this movie, I had seen Jeremy Renner in the <laughs> Avengers movies. And that was it. Which, by the way... And I did not pay attention to 98% of Civil War when we watched yeah. it. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, is super funny because now Jeremy Renner, Anthony Mackie, and Evangeline Lilly are now all in Marvel movies. I need to make a correction. Correction corner. Yeah. This is the 2010 winner. I was going to say. Technically, well, IMDb gives it 20 or 2008, but it was released in 2009. So, oh, okay. I don't understand. Sorry, okay. my correction, 2010 Best Picture winner. Correction okay. Corner. So, there are some really intense action sequences from the beginning when this, this really is. movie begins. I mean, we're kind of introduced to, to Guy Pierce's character mm-hmm. as he comes in. This is like, what is this, the second or third film that we've seen so far that has Guy Pierce in it and an Oscar winning Yes, and an winning Oscar film. winning film. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of starts out with him and just kind of following that whole situation of them just kind of disarming, just trying to disarm the bond. First having trouble with a robot and then actually having human people come in and kind of disarm them. No, it's not. None of the movies we've watched. The King's Speech and this one. So okay. it's two. It's two. Well, two in a row. Sorry. Anyway. Um... And it it just like having that human human interaction just adds that so much more tension to it because mm-hmm. it's like yeah if you disable it with a robot it's no big deal. And it's interesting because how do I phrase this? It's not that it doesn't have a plot, but there's not a there's not a specific mission they're on. Well, I mean the mission not... the mission is to. to disarm whatever yeah but there's several instances where they have to do that there's not like it's not like it's not like saving private ryan where they're trying to go get matt damon like it's just literally almost like a documentary of what life is like for these soldiers and what they do on missions on a you know, you know, yeah, basis. especially like, well, I also found it really interesting that some of these situations, it almost ramps up every time. So mm-hmm. one time it was like, okay, we're just going to disable this IOD. No big deal. But then you go further and there's six more attached yeah. in a circle, which was insane I... the first time I watched it. <laughs> Sorry. I was so into this movie. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. I'm usually knitting. 
Or yeah. I'm always knitting when we watch these. Of and sometimes I'm paying attention and sometimes I'm not. This one I fully paid attention to. I was in this from the mm-hmm. get-go. And I, I spent a lot of time going, no, 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 no. Well, it's very clenched in well, a good way. You get to like, you know, like the sex bomb thing and he's just quickly disassembling all of them. And there's the guy with the remote just kind of hanging out in the background. Like that's his first day. And well, especially with yeah. the guy coming in with the car and uh-huh. him not oh, supposed so to being tense. there. It's so tense. And uh, uh, so good. So did we like this movie, Colin? Yes. Yes, yes we I did. think we really did. Um, it showed, It goes to show... Also, Jeremy Renner's character that he's, you know, he's cocky, but he also knows what he's doing. I mean, like when he's in the, with the situation with the car where Mm -hmm. he's inside the car and there's actually like, there's several bombs inside and he's looking for, he's essentially tearing a car apart. And there's like camera guys and stuff. It's just like, even like Jerry Mack. He and all of them are just like we. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Sorry. <laughs> combine Jeremy the two. Mackie? I combine the two. No, he's. Um, no, you, you're fine. I'm looking at this. Yeah. Um, they're spending a lot of. It's like we're spending too much time here. We got to get out of this situation. And Oh, uh, and Jeremy Renner turns off his like communication yeah. walkie talkie earpiece. Yeah. And it gets to the. Oh, it's such. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the amount of human connection with this film that also g- goes yes. with it is really nice. So, on that note, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I was just saying, even some of the lower points, like they finish a mission one day and they're all just hanging out, and mm-hmm. he opens a box of stuff and was like, "What's all this?" And it was like, "Oh, this is the stuff that tried to kill me." And the one guy pulls out the wedding ring. He's like, "Oh, this is like I said, stuff that, that tried, tried to, to kill, kill me." me. Yes. You know, those lighter moments also help add some levity to the scene. Um, most of this, the cinematography in this film is actually really it done is really, really good. well. Most of it is shot with a handheld, yes. which we've kind of talked about on, on podcasts before. With a handheld, you get more of a kind of like a POV type of thing, and you get a little bit more of a... You almost feel like a voyeur, and you get that more human connection with everything. During filming... Three or four, three, four or more handheld super 16 millimeter cameras were used to film scenes in documentary style. Nearly 200 hours of footage was shot at an eye-popping 100 to 1 shooting ratio. A higher ratio of expanded film than the notorious Francis Ford Coppola epic Apocalypse Now. There you go. So that, I think just that, that cinematography really helps with this film. Yeah, because I said it's like a documentary. It is uh, very much like a documentary. Um, I I know there is one scene that people kind of complain about, but I think it works really well, is when they actually meet Ray Fiennes' character and his group in the film, and they're kind of held down in a... a, Essentially, like, they're being taken out by snipers and stuff like that. And that scene feels like it drags on a little bit. It Yes, I will say that. It's that one thing, but I think it works really well because you almost, you feel every minute of that. Yes, which is the point. Which is the point because, like, doesn't mean you like it. No, because it's like, it it adds to that whole situation because, like, sometimes you'll be in situations with snipers and it's like, did we get them? Did we not? Are they? Or students on a day to day basis. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
What was I going to talk about? Oh, I was going to talk about... Do you have anything else you really want to say? No, I mean, like, I... uh, Usually I take notes about this movie. I really don't have anything else to say. I mean, I really enjoyed this. Other than I really enjoyed this film. I did too. Um, Well, there is... uh, I guess this is kind of a topical thing, and I might as well talk about it. Um, Having female directors... um, is such an important thing, especially now in cinema. I mean, like, with films like Wonder Woman that just came out recently, having, like, female directors standing in for that, I think is a huge thing for the industry, and I feel like it we is. need more of well, it. Well, and to, to get current, Lady Bird, which is most likely going to be nominated for an Oscar, is directed by a woman. Yeah, absolutely. And it just it just won a Golden Globe. Yep. Um... This is the first film to win Best Picture directed by a woman. Yeah. 2010. 2010. We can do better. She was the first woman to win the Academy Award, the BAFTA, and the DGA for Best Director with this film. Yeah. This film also is the lowest grossing film to win Best Picture as of 2010. Which is another point I actually wanted to talk about. So this year was interesting. $14 million. Yeah. This was a very interesting year for the Oscars because this film was going up against one of the highest grossing films of that year. And that's year. what I wanted to talk about was what was up for nomination which, this year. Which or was... The year that this film came Which out. was Avatar. Avatar. To segue into that, here yeah. were your 2010 nominees. Okay. Avatar. Up. Precious, based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> it does just say Precious, this but I will always say based Precious, on the novel, based on the novel Pushed, pushed by, by Sapphire. Sapphire. That was the, always the biggest joke every year, but I, I it's still... It's not a joke, but like the whole name being that Based long, on, the yeah. love, on the novel Pushed by Sapphire yes. has always been a running joke. A funny joke. thing, yes. The Blind Side. Mm-hmm. District 9. Yeah. Up in the Air. A Serious Man. An Education... Inglorious Bastards and The Hurt Locker. So it's interesting to look at the mix of movies that's in here. It is really There's a couple because it's period pieces versus modern stuff versus animated versus. And wasn't this the first year they went to? Comedy. Yeah, isn't this the first year that they went to ten nominations? They went back to ten. Yeah, or they they used all ten spots. Yeah. or something. It's a very strange mix of movies, and to be 100% honest with you, I have seen two of these movies, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards and The Hurt Locker. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you look at it, it's like, it's a really interesting group, well, especially with Avatar. Avatar was this grand cinematic spectacle that everybody's just like, you have to see this, this is a great thing, and... It ultimately got beat out by the lowest grossing film. Also by the director's ex-wife. Yes. Yeah, which I bring loved, that up. I loved the most. James this is Cameron. why I wanted to talk about... Yes. The, well, the subject of, of female directors, it actually comes to mind because like James Cameron got into some heat lately about mm-hmm. talking about... Um, saying that some female directors and saying like Wonder Woman especially was a step back... Now, I do not care for James Cameron. My only James Cameron movie I like is Titanic. Yeah. Which we will talk about in about a decade of movies. Later on. 
Colin got it for me for Christmas. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we have to have some personal or right. no one's going to yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't care for aliens. I think alien is the better of the two. Which is a Because, huge. but you have to, you also have to look at the whole alien aliens debacle is that they are two completely different genres of movies. Yeah. Aliens is an action film, and Alien is a sci-fi horror film. Yeah. You can't tell me that Aliens is like it's not sci-fi, sci-fi horror. It's not sci-fi no, horror. It's not. No. Anyway, I like Aliens, but I think Alien is a better movie. Exactly. I've never seen the Terminator films, not because I dislike James Cameron, but I've just never seen them. They were not in my I'm... sphere of watching. I just don't care for James Cameron, and it be it's because of Avatar. Avatar is this huge, it was, you're right, it was this huge cinematic spectacle, but that's all it was. It was spectacle. The plot left nothing that we hadn't seen before. And my whole thing with film is that it needs to have good character development and good story, or I don't care. Yeah, you could have all the cinematography and spectacles all you want, but the fact that, like, if you don't have a good enough story and a good enough character, as you were saying... It doesn't, it falls flat. It does. And I mean, no, I've never seen the movie, but I also, I'm not seeing it partially on principle. That's the thing. I I saw the movie and the only, like, good thing, the only good thing that I actually got out of it is, like, this is a good example of how you do 3D in a movie. Which now has fallen by the wayside because we went to see The Last Jedi again. Yeah. We went to see it in IMAX. And it was, Colin said to me, well, why didn't you get it in 3D? Because 3D IMAX was not an option when we went to see For it. For some reason, because like the Force Awakens was a, yes, was an option, but not but not this film. It, and there were there's there's like fewer and fewer showtimes for 3D every time you go see uh, go a see movie a movie. Now. Yeah, because yeah, I I kind of felt like I knew this was going to be a trend. We own a 3D television. Uh, yeah, but how often do we use the Never. 3D? Now yeah. I don't even know where the glasses are. Yeah, well. Also, I think we own like five 3D movies, maybe, and most of them are animated. Yeah, so. That's my feelings on Avatar and James Cameron in general. It's it's just the fact that, yeah. He's had a couple of good movies, and so everyone thinks everything he does is great. And that's just my opinion. You don't have to agree. Absolutely. Absolutely don't have to agree. But I'm just saying, like, saying that female directors is a step. these types of films that are a step back, I find that kind of insulting. And I, we need more female directors. Much like our friend Julia, who just relate, just, not to plug, probably plug more stuff on plug her. Plug it, do it. Front of the channel. Um, d- Jeff d- wrote a short called Upstairs. Yes. Um, Julia directed. Which our Julia, our friend Julia directed. It's, if you ever get a chance. Like, it was also just nominated at the Door County. Film festival. There you go. Um, if if you ever get a chance, if you got like ten minutes to spare, go check it out. It's actually really entertaining. I. Um, it's it's fun. It's also really fun, especially for me to see friends who have always talked about like certain projects and to actually yes. see it come to fruition. Also watch Meatball. Also watch Meatball Assassin because that. That's that's also a really good. That one. one's really good. That one's a really good one. Actually, just check out most of the, the anything that we <laughs> anything, anything that we that people that we have done. Just don't watch. Oh, what's the bad one? 
Flax? Timex. Oh, Timex. Don't, Don't watch, watch Timex. That one. No, Flax is amazing. You shut your mouth. <laughs> the Two Tom Cortini trilogy. And the two- we love you, Jeff. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Now that he probably listens to this, because my own mother doesn't listen to this, so. Yeah, and he listens. She listens to, to Jeff and TC, but not to, to me. Hi, Thanks, Karen. Mom. Hi, Karen. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so go check that out. But anyway, yeah, back to anyway, female director topic. Yeah, I, th- well, I think that's, I think I've said my piece on that. But we need, we need more creative film directors. I know A Wrinkle in Time. I've, yes. The name is missing. Well, that um, that's another thing, too, because it's also a female director. And, oh, my gosh, I'm looking it up because it doesn't bother me. you know, people of color as well yes. should also be represented. As much as I am not okay with A Wrinkle in Time being made into a movie, has nothing to do with how it's being made into a movie. I, it's one of my favorite books from childhood. But as I'm going to say, as I've heard from people who I greatly admire in the podcasting world, just because it's being created does not mean the other version stops existing. Exactly. That they're not taking the book from me because this is being made into a movie. And I yeah. hope it does really well and hope tons of people read the book. Mm-hmm. And hope the book is hugely popular again and that it's amazing. And yeah. I could be completely wrong, but the way they're trailering it, I don't I don't yeah. I'm not okay. Um, but that's just me. I'm not saying this is going to be a terrible movie. I'm sure yeah. it's going to be great. I just don't no, think I'm going to no, enjoy I, it. So um, Ava DuVernay. Yes. I, you got her last name. I can think of her first name. Ava DuVernay, who um, actually helped with getting back to the, tying that back to Star Wars. She actually helped with a lot of the scenes in Force Awakens. So fun fact with that. Fun fact. Um, oh, it's coming out March 9th. The Wrinkle yeah. Time is. Yeah, so right soon. after yeah. the Oscars, because the Oscars yeah. are usually early March, late February. Um. I don't know. Is there anything I just want to talk about? I guess this I is think like, this, if it, this is going to be the first movie to win being directed by a female director, I think that's a fantastic choice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they also do... I, I kind of brushed on human connection before, but I love the idea, especially that there's a scene... Uh, I don't want to get into it because, you know, we're still kind of in that spoiler-ish territory. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is We're a, getting out of it. Clo- we're, close, close. We're getting close to it, but I don't want to... There's a lot of action sequences and stuff like yeah. that. And I, I, because I want to... I don't want to spoil too much with what happens with this film. I did keep asking Colin, like, does so-and-so die? Does so and so die? Colin, yeah. does Jeremy Renner die? Yeah. And he had to tell me because I couldn't handle it. it but, 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 so, oh gosh, the intensity. Yes, very much so. But there's a lot of, a lot of like human connection. I was, as I was saying, and it's, it's the type of things that I, I found really interesting is that like Jeremy Renner does a really good job of disabling bonds, but the one thing he can't disable is human beings. Yes. So like yeah he oh it's such a good movie he does everything Sorry, to like, like kind of upset it. like he can disable what I know uh, he can disable whatever bomb he can but he can't figure out how to deal with actual well people. the I want to talk about the end of the movie but we can't because it's spoilery oh, well okay um, just okay so Jeremy spoilers spoilers a little bit if. You haven't seen the film, so... Well, the end of the movie goes... I'll do it like this. The end of the movie is a character 
you know, get, they finish their, their first deploy or that deployment. He goes back to regular life. It, it's super just, I, I think she even filmed it kind even of differently. Like the lighting the cinematography, and stuff very, like it's very drab. Yeah. Kind of not as intense or not as saturated as the and other scenes in the, the film. The end of the movie is this character going back and it says, Elf, or it says, you know, company. Bravo company. Yeah. Or Alpha company, days remaining 364. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's like, especially with that character, it's like, he can't, he can't shut it off. Right. It's the only thing he knows how to do and he can't shut it off. And he just keeps going back to it. So that adds, that just adds a whole level of stuff to it. Yeah. So. I thought it was a great movie. I think it's a great movie. Please go check it out. Um, It's not streaming anywhere as of the last time we checked. Yeah. So you may have to actually, um, we rented it. I think so. We did. We rented it on the Voodoo. That's right. We watched it through one of our Sling channels. If you have Sling, it was on... Um, the Sunday is it Sundance's? It's on one of the Sundance channels. Sundance's like movie streaming channel. Yeah, but that was a while ago. Anyway, still there. Anyway, check it out. Check it out. Rent it on Voodoo. Um, yeah, yeah, rent it pretty much anywhere you can movies digitally these days. I think I yeah again I have no notes. Did you lose your notes? No, they're right here. You took notes. Oh, right here. (laughs) I have notes. These are hosses. I have notes. These are hosses. Um. Yeah. Oh, 38 day rotation. So little over a month. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, Whoa! What's up? So I was looking up our 2009. Yeah. Our Nesbex picture. They went to from 10 in 2010 to in yeah. 2009. Holy crap. So that's a big thing. That would be interesting to so talk like about. with the amount of nominations in this, like I felt like it was a little bit too much. It was a lot. It was a lot. I mean like And I felt like you they look, were reaching. Yeah, you look at some of those and it was just like, okay, I think up was like the first of very well, One aside, of the very few animated films. It's of to be the nominated. three that was nominated for Best, Best Picture. Picture. I think it was Snow White, Beauty and the Beast, and Up for those three films. Yeah. Toy Story 3? Jeff, please double check on me and get back (laughs) to me on that. (laughs) Because I know you guys... He could too. I was just like, I know you guys just talked about it on the podcast. But, um, yeah, I felt like it was a little bit too much with... Ten is a lot. Ten is a lot. Five is. Five seems like too few, too. No, to me, five seems like okay. This is a good rational number of what was actually nominated that year. This is the best of the best that we could possibly. I feel like seven is good, but that's just me. I'm okay with eight, I guess. Okay. But um, five just that it feels. You get some of these ones that, like you said, they're kind of reaching. It was just like, why was why was this one nominated over all the others? So our next movie, should we talk, say we're our next? Well, movie? I was going to talk. Do you want to talk about the Golden Globes a little bit? No, like, just, just who was who was actually who actually won? Or I didn't watch it and I didn't pay attention. Uh, I didn't even know the nominations had come out. And me then it's like, neither. Oh, the Golden well, let's let's save it and talk about it when we talk about the Oscar nominees. When okay. That happens. Okay. In a week from Tuesday. Okay. 
okay. this coming Tuesday. We're so, recording this on Sunday, so a week from two days from our Okay, recording. so we're, um, just to kind of update people, we're going to do a bonus episode, just kind of talking about the nominees. Yes. And then, kind of like if you ever listen to our episodes of Super Happy Fun Time, which you should definitely check out when you get a chance, <laughs> among the other things that you yeah, see that on we've the show, like to upstairs. Um, uh, Jeff and I used to do uh, episodes where we went through all the Oscar nominees and just and we got to choose which one we thought was best. I still think Butterlamp should have won, <laughs> but that's just me. Um, and then we do another, and it's kind of like a two-parter, so we'll do the nominations and then we'll do right. who actually but won. But difference from how Super Happy Fun Time did it, we're not going to do... Not, Every single nominee. We're not going to do all the nominees. We're going to just stick to kind of the big, big ones. The big the ones. The front page. Yeah, we're know, not going to do. Of the show. Yeah, we're not going to do best documentary short. Short length. No. Short subjects. What did I say? Best, best foreign language documentary under eight minutes and 57 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So we're going to kind of stick to the big ones like best actor, best. Supporting best actor, best Best actress. picture, best director, best screenplay, best adapted screenplay, best actor, best actress, best actor in a supporting role, best actress in a supporting role, costumes, sound editing, and special effects. Yeah. Boom. Those are the ones I care about. Okay. Those are the ones they list on the box when they release That's the DVD. true. That's true. So we'll, we're going to just be, we kind of cut that list in half a yes, little bit. Yes, we don't so, need to do the entire So we're thing. just going to stick to those. So, um, yeah. Our next episode, when what we finally next? get around to releasing it, which hopefully <laughs> will be quicker. Yeah, it will be soon. New year, less busy schedule, holidays are done. For some reason... You think that us being in the same place at the same time would make this so much easier. It does not. It makes it way harder, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Because we have is it two schedules that we can work with? It's one schedule yeah. we can work with. So anyway, our next film is Slumdog Millionaire. Yay! Um, the 2009. Yeah. I've never seen it. Colin has seen it. I've seen it. Colin has seen a big stretch of the last decade. There's worth. a big yeah. I've. I made a point. We'll you get we'll bunch. get to that episode. We'll we'll get to the movie that kind of like kick started this okay. whole thing. But um Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I'm excited to sort of watch that movie. I I've never seen it, so I'm excited. I'm not gonna sway your opinion on no, it. No, I'm but uh hopefully until then It's Danny Boyle, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Anyway. I like both Danny Boyle movies. Yeah. Alright. Okay. So until next time, everybody. Uh, until then, keep it real with keep Oscar. Keep it real with Oscar. See, now the cat is gone, and I yeah. can't have her say goodbye well, on the podcast. You were yelling. Well, she needs to be held accountable <laughs> for her actions. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending.